On this week's episode of The Fizz, we talk about the spectacular Sunday featuring our Detroit Pistons. Just kidding. We're talking about the Lions. We had an awesome tailgate. We watched an amazing game. The Lions beat the Bucks, and we are going to the NFC Championship. We talk about that. We talk about all the football. Channy's got a great trivia game for us. We recap the wings, and then we close with over-under. But before we get into all that, we got to talk about our amazing sponsor, which is Michigan Made Vosa, the best RTD ready-to-drink vodka beverage made right here in Michigan. You know the two types that they have. They got the Highline with carbonation, a little more flavor, and then they have their vodka waters we're gearing up towards warmer weather here and you're gonna want to taste michigan made fosa so next time you're at a local grocery store and you're looking for your next beverage grab this grab it for the lions game and support them because they support us i love them you're gonna love them too michigan made fosa enjoy the finer things but now let's get into the fizz Hello and welcome to episode 138 of The Fizz. Thank you all for being here. It is Wednesday, January 24th at about 7 p.m. We're live at HQ. I am here with the big dogs, the main men. Ice cold brew, Lou, to my right. How we doing, Lou? Rocking and rolling, baby. Let's fucking get after it, boys. Sheesh. And Channy football to my left. How we doing, Channy? Is it Sunday yet? Jesus, is it? I know, right? <laughs> God, it sucks that we don't have a tailgate to go to on Sunday because these last two weeks have just been the best days to check into work. Euphoric. Yes, awesome. I mean, just incredible. Heaven on earth. Yeah, even the below zero day. And then with the below zero day into last week, like last week felt like spring break. Yes, dude. It was like a fucking warm day, like nice out. Everyone was in t-shirts, like just <laughs> made no sense. I legit Pure Michigan. It, it was like 30 degrees. Yeah. And it felt like so <laughs> hot. Awesome. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. So we're happy to be here. Happy to be recording. The Detroit Lions are in the NFC Championship. We're going to talk about the tailgate Say it again. today. The Detroit Lions are in the NFC <sighs> Championship. And if I need to break that down a little further, we're in the final four. We're one game away from playing in the first Super Bowl in our franchise's history, and we're two wins away from being the kings of the NFL for the first time since 1957. Surreal. Amen. Surreal. Truly fucking surreal. Amen. So let's get into the tailgate, boys. Hell of a day, like we said, warm one, energy just vibrating throughout the city. Um, started the day at Eastern Market. A few more bodies out there than it was during the freezing day. I was know. gonna say, kind of funny going from the freezing day to the 30 something degree day because I thought it was like almost triple amount of people out there at Eastern Market. Definitely. We I mean, had the the touchdown Jesus or the Lions. That was Jesus. a new guy. Yeah, that never saw guy. him before. So as we've done these things, I feel like we've we've gotten acquainted with these, uh, uh, you know, Hall super of Fame fans. fans, super fans, yeah. Hall, Hall of Fame fans, great folks, a lot of great people. But uh, Pizzo got specifically acquainted with a uh, with the new guy. What what was he? Uh, he was Lions Jesus, if I'm not mistaken, right, Chandler? I, I don't know. I that, didn't catch his he, name. He, I didn't know what his costume was he either. Had a, to be he had XL shoulder pads on. He was <laughs> with the Jesus cloak, the long hair, and then he had the Jesus crown on a necklace below him. And the guy had to be 
275, 300, he, he was right? huge. He kept jumping on me and Chandler's shoulders. I was holding this guy up like it was Bob Mitzvah. And he wanted to be held like a baby. Yes, he kept jumping in her arms. I think Chandler's knee almost snapped in the ice. <laughs> I mean, I was carrying him around like he blew out his knee on the field and couldn't put pressure on it. I remember like him putting his arm around Yulu and like swinging his feet to be caught by you. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go over there and spot. But the guy was scissor kicking those like fucking size 14 dogs of his and i was like i'm not jumping in that gauntlet that was not a little man he had like a gorilla mask that's on what i was too, just gonna he? say it wasn't like it was it, like a half mask he could have been touchdown jesus but he looked like like teen wolf or something it was bonkers yeah it was bonkers i don't think he knew what he was going for dude do you think he was like six four minimum he was gigantic he was huge yeah he could have been a former player yes he was gigantic he was that was a, the biggest dude in the world it was a big man and he had satellite dishes for shoulder pads. <laughs> he did, dude those are like the triple xl <laughs> that's ones like you what get. you get freshman year yes. yeah they're just the smallest guy on your team when they like <laughs> run out of shoulder pads <laughs> yeah. like, here you go Chandler <laughs> that guy okay. genuinely kind of scared the shit out of me but uh yeah a lot of Tampa fans too a lot more uh yeah. than Rams fans for sure yeah you were talking with the chef at Eastern Market quite a bit yeah the chef he was a big baker guy um they, they were they were good people they, they were had, like the super buck fans stuck out like sore thumbs uh that that creamsicle they're all wearing that yep definitely way more bucks fans than uh than Rams fans. We got Rams all the we got all the the Floridians that go back between here and and uh, Detroit's or Florida. So you know the snowbirds were out and they yeah. they wanted to come back for a little peep. Yeah, I and uh, speaking of that, I was you know the biggest hit I feel like from the Rams freezing tailgate was was hot tub Sue. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of DMs, a lot of messages about hot tub Sue. What's, yeah, what's her deal? Um, and Hot Tub Sue was nowhere to be found. No, they the were week. chirping her. She was in Florida. Yeah, yeah, right. She was in Florida. She had boots on the ground in Florida. Wasn't Didn't... she on the news too? It's hot Tub Sue? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Or the Hot Tub was on the news, right? I was oh, going to the say, there was... was way more cameras around the Hot Tub. than, And, and we've been going to Eastern Market since week one yeah. to see these people. And yeah. there was probably seven cameras around the hot tub like advertising one guy was holding up a buddy's pizza box while they were snapping like promos for it i did see a buddy's video and they did like a thing find crack man at tailgate and it was just like a pov of someone carrying a pizza to find find crack really wow yeah yeah so everyone's getting on you know late in the season i mean we've been boots on the ground the whole year but i mean it was like the amount of uh nfl media guys in those vests Mm -hmm. that were around the stadium and whatnot like i don't think we saw one of them during any regular season game no no No. and we we didn't see too many when it was minus five degrees out and our our beards were freezing on the first playoff they weren't built they ain't built like that (laughs) no that was know that that was us just tell them about it boots on the ground yeah and like remember when we you know, we were partying when you guys were trying to avoid getting killed by, you know, whatever touchdown Jesus yeah. or whatever his name was. Uh, <laughs> the, the actual news showed up and they cut all the music so they could do audio. Yeah. We don't need any of that. No. no. Turn up the music. We we're want the background. People. We want the real environment. We don't want the, the makeshift green screen drop in the background. Like, we're give us the real anyways. deal. Yeah, right. We're all ready. Do you, want, are, do you want to videotape a tailgate or a fucking church sermon? Right. You know? Right. Well, you got touchdown Jesus there, so. <laughs> True. Maybe, hey, True. He's half holding, and half. He's holding court. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, we saw, you know, Crackman as always, he's the man, uh, getting a lot of press lately. Well-deserved. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the, what's the statistic on him? We're, it's his birthday Sunday. Yeah. Sunday birthday. Yeah. I Happy birthday, Crackman, dude. An absolute jug. That guy is awesome. Every time we talk to him, he's just like the friendliest guy and just like 
loves hanging out and just he's awesome speaking the truth man yeah we saw um, lion eyes even though we didn't get him on the final <laughs> cut was there yeah lion eyes is absolutely great uh sound bites are limited with yep. that guy but he's he loves it he's always out there the uh, pilgrim wasn't rocking the hat he was in the hot tub i think he changes outfits I okay think he, i think for the tub he wears that he goes, you know, hat and tea. And yeah. then once he's out of the tub, he becomes okay. the pilgrim. I okay. think he, like, baptizes himself. <laughs> okay. I don't know how else to describe it, but I like the bobblehead from this weekend, the quad X helmet on that guy's head that I you that interviewed. Was <laughs> yeah. what a Imagine ridiculous... walking around a whole tailgate <laughs> with that thing on. What a pain in the ass. Yes, dude. Like, running into people. That was comically big. How do you drink? Like, you got to, like, stick it under the face mask and, like, barely tip your cup up. I feel like you're just asking for, like, whiplash, yeah, too. Yeah. The next day, that's got to just kill. He's got to have, like, a size 19 <laughs> neck or something. There's no way. You got to have a, yeah, tree He probably trunk. hangs a 45 around his neck in the gym with the leather strap. And he's just <laughs> jerking his neck. Yeah, because that thing wasn't, like, I mean, he was like, I made it. And right. I'm like, oh, Yikes. <laughs> you know, like that's that looks brutal. This thing was like, you know the the big hats that everyone's like wearing? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This was 10x. Three, yeah, yeah. It was, it this was thing so was much humongous. Bigger and yeah. made of like plastic. <laughs> it's gigantic. I thought that was like I thought that was asinine, honestly. Um so we did that. Eastern market was great, buzzed over. Uh, big shout out to the Detroit Tigers, Comerica. This was Eat a first for us. Yeah. Yeah. Eat them up, Tigers. Very cool. That was a lot of fun. Got a call from them. Um, the whole food service team over at Comerica was hosting a tailgate at the the Tigers' den, the beer hall, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it was it was fantastic. I mean, they had an aerial roped off for us. DJ was going. Drinks were flowing. Food was there. High energy crowd. I mean, the Jared Goff chants are just vibrating throughout the city. I mean, there had, to be, there had to be like 10 of them while we were oh there. Oh, my God. Easily. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ton of energy in there. Five-star service from everybody over at the Tigers, from the wait staff yeah. to the guys the that reached out The wait staff was incredible. You. Like, you yeah. ordered a drink, and they, like, you turned around, and they were, like, tapping you on the back. Like, here you go. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. And just wall-to-wall -wall packed. And know what's funny? I think I might have been in there one time at a Tigers game. Like, I didn't even know, really, that that – Existed. I didn't either. I, that was the first time I've ever been in there. The only reason I like truly knew about it is because I used to live right across the way there. Yeah, I would you know walk that way to go to work and stuff, and like you just see that beer bottle hanging out. Mm -hmm. But I think it's kind of like a you know underutilized area because it's not like, that's available before like all the Tigers games, right? Pretty sure. Like, I you think just it's had and it. during. Oh, okay. Oh, right. wow. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, I think it is too. During yeah, the game very cool. Well. Yeah. yeah. The only th request we couldn't get fulfilled was uh, we wanted to get the Ferris wheel going, and they wouldn't. They wouldn't get that going for us. So Man, tough that, ask. That's my only. Critique. <laughs> they had all the bags over the balls. Couldn't uh, couldn't get it going. <laughs> I will say though, like, how great are our fans? Yeah. Like from top to bottom, we have rarely got turned down this year when we've asked people to talk. Yeah. And we rarely haven't gotten raw answers. Like no one's ever scripted. No one's ever not having fun with it. Yeah. And no one's ever not you know, wanting to help us and see us. And it's kind of cool. We're not celebrities or anything, but just the encouragement when we hand out our champagne cards oh, and yeah. they're like, we love your stuff. Like it's been cool really building this and getting to see a lot of the same characters and then getting to know a lot more people outside of that throughout the year. Yeah. And I think it's like funny, like just like small little things, like you watch us at the beginning, you know, I know I was like nervous to roll up the people and then it's like yeah. by the end, oh. you know, whatever it is, 
14 wins later. Yep. Like you watch every interview. We got our, everyone's got our arms around each other. Yes. I mean, I will credit a lot of this to winning. Like, of course, I, I, during the three and 13 season, I don't know how nice people are being <laughs> to us. Like, I just want to, you know, first down season, you know, we were even saying like no one's fighting or grabbing the camera or stuff. Yeah. But, you know, who knows? You drop under 500, what that crowd turns into. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but definitely for now, I mean, just so much high energy. And then the best thing is just, you know, right before kickoff, hanging out right at the corner of, uh, it's Adams and brush there, right? Yeah. Right, right in front of Elwood. Yes. And, uh, that's always just electric. The blue sea. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. And you catch everyone just kind of running. We always in. call it work in the corner. Like we're a bunch of whores. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, let's get to the corner. Let's work our spot. Yeah. Assume the position. Yes. Just, uh, just awesome. But, uh, last, last one of the year, uh, Packers couldn't couldn't close the deal for us and give us uh, uh, one more game. Classic Packers not helping out the Lions, but uh, you know, you know, you want to get into the game, the Bucks game, the Hornets Pistons. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot that. Damn it! I had that joke lined up. I was supposed to lead with that joke, and I completely dropped it. Oh, the Bucks Lions one. Yeah, we yeah, can get into that. I was supposed to team. give this whole like, all right, now let's talk about what everyone's thinking about Hornets Pistons, but I blew it. So um, now we just got to talk about Bucks Lions, which I'd much rather talk about. So boys, uh, you know, a little bit closer than we thought. A little bit, a uh, little bit of a clencher. You know, tied at half. You know, Baker came. Baker was true Baker. He was slinging as much as he can. Yeah, a couple Mike of Evans ripped hard. it up. Absolutely ripped it up. I had a pretty cool, like, little morning with that, too. Um, I picked up Chandler that morning, and we were heading down to HQ. And my buddy, shout out to uh, Devontae Kirk, um, hit me up at about 11 o'clock, 1030. And he's like, hey, I got an extra ticket. Lower bowl if you want to go. I'm like, fuck, man. Of course I want to go. I just booked a trip to Cabo, so I just spent all this money on that. I'm like, fuck, dude. I don't know if I can. Let me, I'll let you know in an hour. So I hang up the phone. I'm like talking to Chandler for like 30 seconds, and I picked up my phone. I'm like, fuck that, dude. I'm going to the game. I picked up my phone. I called him back. I'm like, let's all go. Let's all go. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that was, a, you know, big shout out to him. That was fucking electric. Um, you know, right there with going to the Rose Bowl, bar none. Like, this yeah. was just so much different because it was home base, like, divisional playoff game, something that we've never got to experience before in our lifetimes. And the place was fucking jumping off, off, the, off the gills, dude. Like, I, Chandler hit that nail on the head last week, and it was a very similar environment to that where it's like I walked in and I'm singing – right away to the danger zone like i was fucking top gun dude just <laughs> yeah. like, give me a leather jacket and some goggles and a couple f-16s and let's go. ride dude and it was just fucking absolutely electric um it was fucking electric i mean start of the of the game like cj catching that pass yeah or catching that interception flipping the ball to baker um, place had to just explode dude it was fucking yeah. insane outside of so i would say like the three biggest blow-ups in that game not to jump ahead but uh gibbs stiff arm from 31 yards away that was like roof starting to blow off st brown catching that uh end zone pass in the, in the fourth quarter from like 10 yards out the the pillars are shaking at this point and then Derek barnes getting the pick to seal the game like the roof's blown off and the and everything's caving in i can't even imagine that pick at the end of the game yeah i mean it, that had to be just like i mean just like you for like just feel fake right because i know it, it, it we really was bonkers, you know here at hq and it just didn't even like 
feel real to go to the NFC championship game. And um, everything about it too, of just like Derek Barnes being the one who picked it off after being complete scapegoat for whiffing on Dak just a few weeks prior. Yep. And then even just like Baker's reaction of just like head in hands, crowd going crazy. Barnes like runs up to the camera, like does this like, Jesus, like, like to the look sky, at the thing. Crowd. Yeah, thank yes. you, God. Yes, you know, and then he uh, falls like back. anything is possible type deal, and it just like it doesn't feel real. It just these last couple weeks have felt fake. And like we heard a million Jared Goff chants at Comerica, like in the stadium. I think there was three million like nonstop like Jared Goff chants. Like it was fucking awesome, dude. Like, his confidence is just like through the roof. Yeah, and then you got St. Brown doing the Baker dance. I didn't after even the pick touchdown. up on that. Yeah, I didn't pick up on that till after. Fucking unbelievable, dude. Yeah, the uh, the Amon-Ra touchdown here at HQ was uh, just electric. I know. I saw the video, too. It's yeah. like that. And that that sealed all of our action. Everything. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, everything came in. Cash cow. Yeah. Fuck you want, man. Unbelievable. And then I know we've been talking about this all week, but the swag surf on the kickoff. I can't stop. My soul left my body when that was <laughs> yeah. going on. Like everyone in like perfect sync. And then right when the beat drops, they all break the huddle. Like, fuck, man. So sick. Even like uh, like Fox is like kind of like bopping <laughs> as he's like squeezing the ball. I mean, just what an atmosphere. Like just... We have been deprived of this. Ford Field has never, ever seen something nope. like this at all. So, I, you know, just being in there, and I feel like the um, – just for the videos I've seen, I just feel like the in-game experience, they're just killing it. It is. It's, it's Like, them dimming the lights is so cool. And then everyone had, like, light-up bracelets on. So, like, it, when it was dim, it was just all those flashing white lights off everyone's wrists. Um it, and like they played the perfect music, yeah. Like everything they did was was awesome. How it about was, that uh that saxophone note? Oh my god, dude, that was the longest hold ever. Yeah, we didn't see that here, but uh, I watched it after, and he like held it for like thirty <laughs> seconds to a minute. Yeah, yeah that was dude. crazy. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, national anthem, like dude, like I said, it was just wall to wall entertainment. Like it was a perfect football game to attend. Like they missed a field goal, we blocked one. Mm -hmm. Like multiple touchdowns scored two picks you know what i mean like tied at halftime and let's talk about that we just watched the video oh yeah bring that we got to bring that up like yeah. that was maybe the dumbest thing i've heard so, on monday so i i just heard this clip for the first time today um chandler who is it just mike florio there you go. <laughs> like tatini yeah. Yeah, so we uh, keep me messing up his name it's kind of an inside joke between us three no, no listeners so that's good radio but um listen to this clip this is actually the dumbest thing i've i may have ever heard during these playoffs when the bucks tied it up just before halftime 10 to 10 there was a shot of dan campbell and i saw fear in his eyes yeah First time ever. Yeah. I saw kind of a look on his face of, holy crap, holy crap, we might lose this game. Yeah. Like, like I haven't even envisioned that possibility. We might lose this game. What is that? What is that? I mean, it, it was, was he at the game? Have we even confirmed that Florio was at the game? I don't he said there was a shot of Campbell. So yeah, that he saw him on camera. So yeah. he, he saw him on camera. He saw whatever we saw. So the guy who went for two, three straight times just three weeks ago and didn't flinch is fearful when there's 30 minutes left in the game and it was 10-10. And let's just, let's just rewind. There was no point in the first half where the Bucks were winning. Never. 
There was no point in the, in the game, game where the Bucks were in control. So what was he fearful of? They I, outplayed him from the opening kickoff to the final whistle. I don't know what he would be fearful on, on a guy who hasn't been fearful about anything so far this season. Yeah, I, it's like to me, it's like, Florio, I want you to say that to Campbell's face. I want <laughs> right. you to look him in the eyes and say, you looked, you looked scared. <laughs> And, no. and tell me how you feel. Because no. when that fucking truck of a man who doesn't fear anything is looking you dead in the eyes. Like Strangling that, that pisses you. pisses me off yeah, so like much. This. What a shit take. What a fucking lie. Like, he saw something. The guy who's that, gone for it on fourth down a hundred times this year was, was fearful, tied his, in half. On our side of the ball. Like, At think home. of all the, like, throwing fucking fourth downs with games on the line to linemen. Like, that guy's scared. Yeah. No. That guy who is, like, saying biting kneecaps about a 3-13 and 13 team. You're fucking, that is the dumbest quote I've heard all playoffs, all season. I, that is so based on nothing. I need to see this shot of Campbell that he's referring to. Is Campbell yes. like peeing his pants and biting his fingernails and holding his blanket, like his binky? Because that's the only way that that clip makes any fucking sense. I need a binky, wet pants, and fingernail biting. That's no, the only way. No, his face was beat red. There was steam coming out of his ears, yeah. and his fist was clinched harder than Thanos. Yes. Okay? <laughs> Thanos. Dude, I hate that clip so much, and I just, I don't know where that could have come from. We didn't, we haven't, knock on wood, we haven't trailed in the playoffs. I mean, and That's if you true, watch right? the game, how could you even assume that? I don't understand. There, there's, there's no even logical assumption. I don't think any Lions fan was fearful at halftime. I, mean, let alone I, I, the didn't, head coach. I didn't like it. I right. didn't like that it was 10 nothing. Right. Like, and they tied it like at the end of the second quarter. It was a two-minute drill right. at the end of the second he quarter. He and diced a little yeah. bit. Yeah. 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 But before that, they had Fear? three points in 29 Fear. minutes. Fear. I don't know. I don't understand it. That's, I mean, the, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It really is. I mean, overall, though... I think we just played another good game from start to finish and not getting into too many X's and O's, but I didn't really see a weak point. Obviously, Mike Evans tore us up. Rashad White had good stats because they didn't rush that much. So he had his, some big plays. His yards per carry were high, but overall, I don't think they had 100 yards rushing. Yeah. I don't think he had more than 80, give or take. So I, I didn't see really any weakness, and the only weakness I could see that I've now seen for two games uh, in a row now is the start of the third quarter. I feel like the first 10 minutes of the third quarter, we just kind of like like go back and forth. Yeah. We just, we just kind of feel ourselves out in the second half, not in the first half. We come out guns blazing every game, but when we come out of the locker room, it's almost like a chess match for that first 10 minutes of the second half because, it, correct me if I'm wrong, we didn't score our first touchdown in the second half till the fourth and goal, which was, what, two minutes left in the third? Um, and I believe we had one, maybe two drives prior to that where we had to punt the ball. So yep. that would be my only thing from this past game that I say, man, it, it's glaring outside of Mike Evans torching us. But we we really did expect that going into the game. And like outs and like feeding the stars is something that Detroit has done like tenfold. Like all of our jugs are getting the ball at will. But like. Shout out to guys like Reynolds, like stepping up, Craig and Josh. I mean, we just read uh, today that Craig wasn't even supposed to be in the game on the one yard line getting that ball. Yeah, I don't know what happens there. How that, yeah, but on Amon Ra's podcast, he said that uh, Craig wasn't supposed to be out there. We had the wrong personnel, but we had to run the play anyways. Um, and it was funny because uh, Amon Ra said like he didn't even know that uh, the wrong personnel was in, but then he did the motion. 
and you can kind of see him peek back. Saw the jersey? No, he saw white spikes. Oh. He saw white cleats, and he was like, I know Jameer and Monty don't wear white spikes. And I was, and he was like, what the fuck's Craig doing? Here? <laughs> and awesome. then, uh, and then like to, to hear him describe it, like he talked to, he said he talked to him after and he was just like, I was running as hard as I could. Like there was nothing keeping me out. And you can see how hard he hits the hole. And then his dance is just chaos. Like yeah. it's just, he's like, it's a chaotic <laughs> dance, but I mean, hell, that's like the press. That's the peak of his more career. chaotic yes. dance. Craig Reynolds or Frankie Fast Hands. Mine was actually out of control. I looked like I was on the craziest. I, I looked like I was on. Surprise! Your ankles are still that intact. That still shot like had me queasy. Like <laughs> yeah. I did not know your ankle looked like that. I'll be honest, guys. Yeah, I woke up the next day, kind of forgot I posted it. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was just kind of letting it all fly, feeling pretty good, and uh, there was a lot of. A lot of people didn't like No that. bad press. I think we lost followers on that one. That was, a, that was a, like a, hey, stop doing that type of post. But now, now it's part of the account. So uh, that's just, that's how I dance. And actually, there, you know, on the hidden tapes, when, uh, you know, the after hours, when it was just, just me and Lou here, uh, and, we're, and my poor wife just watching me and him, like, Take play shots swag and surf yes, on repeat. Play <laughs> swag surf like five times in a row and then like randomly pepper and dream on by Aerosmith. Um, I was dancing like even more like a nut job. So I got to decide if I want to post those, but. I think you do. I think we do. I think we do. Chaotic, chaotic content. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, back to the game, how the Lions played, uh, you know, just a couple uh, like, you know, that that second drive the Lions had where they ended up kicking the field goal from like the what? It was like a 23 yard, maybe from yep. like the 11 yard yeah. line. So I'm mm-hmm. like, or Tampa's four. Four. Yep. Um, I was just I was just thinking, like, how bad does Campbell want to go for this? Like, oh, so bad. Yes. You know, controlled fury. Yeah. Controlled fury is right. Um, you know, the one couple of surprising things, I think, um, you know, end of the half, and I don't know, I don't know, but w- were we like letting up because we were just feeling so good? You know, uh, I do think that did happen on their two minute drill when we were up 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we did definitely like let up because I know when Amon Ross scored that game, I was like, game over. Game over. Yeah. And they marched right down, scored. And then even though we, we got the ball back, I even like tweeted out, no team in the NFL is better than closing out games on, on offense. Like I had no, I was in full party mode at that point. I was of course. like, we are going to run this clock out no matter what. Two this scores. Is, this is what we do. And like you said, Channy, we went like three first downs in a row. Mm-hmm. Like we went like 10 yards, 12 yards, whatever it was. Yeah. And then was that the drive that ended with Amon Ra's Drop or was no, that, that was the that, end of the first that half. The that first was half, yeah. uh, the overthrow. Yes. Just a high throw on third and 11. Yes. So didn't do ourselves favor at the end of the game. But I want to go back to Lou's quick point about how we had the unsung heroes. And I feel like that's almost like the theme of this team, the Craig Reynolds. Um, you look, Jalen Reeves Mabin. Yeah, how big has this guy been for us the last month? Like I mean, who? he's right? he's a <laughs> lifetime special teamer, and he had a half a sack. He had the fake punt against Dallas in the Dallas game, yeah, arguably sickest play of the year. Melifonwu, a sack and a half again on a guy who was our fourth safety to start the year. Another unsung hero, and then let's not forget about it. I know he's not going to be with us this weekend. Hopefully, if we get to the Super Bowl, he can be on the field, but. Big Brock Wright. Yeah. yeah. One catch, 29 yards. 
I mean, I don't know if he'll ever make a move like that again. The shake of shakes. Oh, that it, you wouldn't even have gotten down in flag football, dude. No, on that, my move. brain broke on that play. It was the most slow motion <laughs> shake I've ever. Like, I don't know how he spun that guy around, moving that slow. Like, it was incredible. Yeah, it was, Rock Wright only goes for thirty plus yards. That's plays. it on a on a drag yes. route, play action drag <laughs> yes. routes. Everyone just forgets about him. No you, respect. Yep, none. None. I think he's toast, man. Didn't he break his forearm? Yeah, I think he hurt his forearm, so I don't think he's going to be playing. And with That's Ertz, why we getting, got Ertz, yeah, with Ertz getting signed, we have Ertz. I mean, yeah, I know. That's wild. <laughs> you know, we just have Zach, Zach Ertz. Zach yeah. Ertz. All right, sure. we'll take it. You know, so I think that's just the theme of this team all year um, is someone stepping up. The only difference is this game. I guess not the difference is you got Amonra, eight catches, Laporta. Surprising, nine catches mm-hmm. this week. Mm-hmm. 17 catches between our top two targets. Yeah. You have to have that going into this week if we're going to win a tough game. Yeah, I totally agree. And, I mean, um, you know, unsung heroes, we, we we were, like, really loving on him after the Rams game. You know, Josh Reynolds, though, yep. very, very reliable, man. Like, yeah. And he only had, I think, two grabs two for grabs. about, you know, 30 yards-ish, yep. maybe a little less. But one of them was a first down. Um, the other was a touchdown. Yeah. That's right. First yeah. TD. So, hey, meaningful, impactful two receptions by him. Yeah, and uh, J-Mo, J-Mo's just putting his head down and working. When he's the ball's getting thrown to him, he's making plays, you know. And like I said, it's not – everyone just expects these go routes, but he's uh, – you know, he's balling. He sure is. He's not dropping catches. He's running good routes. And you know what? He's just – I feel like he's just happy to be a part of the team. I think a lot of these young guys would be pouting. Yes, I'm a top 15 pick. Why am I not getting the targets that Amon-Ra or Laporta or the scratch that Gibbs getting? But you know what? He's just making plays. He's having fun. He's celebrating after, and he's doing what he needs to do for this team. Well, you know, and you kind of look at J-Mo, and did you guys see, like, the quote from the past two weeks? I don't know exactly when it was, but they were like, you know, you're always out and about in the community, and he's always, like, snapping and, like, cruising Belle Isle, like, Yep. He's, you know, he's in Detroit and he was just like, well, my plan is to be here for a while. He, he said that, which mm-hmm. is incredible. And, you know, I give credit to uh, Holmes, Campbell, the organization took a risk on a guy with a torn ACL, traded up to get him, uh, get suspended for gambling, you know, has some drop issues, yada, yada, whatever it is. Whatever they did internally kept his head in the game, kept him patient, kept him feeling like he belonged there and they wanted him here, even though there were so many media idiots just, you know, calling for his head. I was screaming when he right. when he did the gambling thing. And right. But then you hear about the backstory of what actually happened with the gambling right. and you're like, This is fucking stupid. Really stupid. You know, like Especially this- the amount of money the NFL made. I mean, right. you know. Exactly. And then, like, let's not forget about I, – I know we, we we were joking, but I was not joking about it earlier this year, Brian Dawkins' branch. But yeah. that guy is a fucking jug, dude. Yeah. Like, nine tackles, a sack. Get a sack. Like, slap the Dawkins on him for real now. <laughs> I mean, slap it on him. I don't want to, like, jinx him, but does he miss tackles? Like – the guy know. is just a bullet. He yeah. does not he, – he plays downhill, and he doesn't miss tackles. Yeah. Well, and he's got that green mouth card just flapping around. And, you know, I love that Aaron Glenn is just sending sending blitzes. The I house. mean, it's about time. Do it again. Yeah, I mean, keep tossing it up to their number one receivers. I'll take the Ws all day. I don't care if we're giving up 150 to the, the wide receiver ones. Yep. You know, and, and I mean – that last drive too, the on the at the end of the second half. I mean, that catch Mike Evans made was probably the catch of the game. I mean, that was he incredible. was balling, incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, 
But dude, another another dub closed her out. Two day. more. Two more. Two more. Two more. Two Job's more. not done yet. Job's not done yet. But we do want to before previewing because we want to go pretty in depth with previewing the game this upcoming week. Look back at last week. Ravens just stomp out the Texans. Took a minute, though. Took a minute, 10-10 yep. at half. Um, interesting stat on that one. Texans didn't run a play inside of the Ravens 25. Crazy. Wow. Which I think the last time that happened, don't want to bring up bad memories, but I'm going to, was the Lions at the Seahawks <laughs> in 2017 in the playoffs. That, that is the most forgettable playoff game of all time. Yeah. <laughs> that, it that, was like pouring rain. Yeah. I just remember that game starting. Just It was torrential downpour in Seattle. Like the 12th man is just going crazy, and I was like, we're so toast. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, dude, shout out to Baltimore's defense. They didn't give up a point the whole second half to Houston after Houston hung 45 on Cleveland, who had a top five defense this Didn't year. give up a point or, or a touchdown the whole game. Gave yeah. up a special teams That's touchdown. Right. So, Ravens look really good. Sometimes you think, like, oh, the team that just steamrolls through the regular season could have an off game after a bye week. Well, and like, like I said, they started slow, and then they started – you know how the networks go. They start those graphics of yep. like, uh, I think it was Lamar like like on a crab fishing boat. Yeah, yeah. And he was like catching all the individual awards. <laughs> this is so dumb. And yeah. then like he hits a buoy that's like, but he's one in three in the playoffs or whatever. He's like one in four. Um, and that was his first home win. That was his first yeah. home playoff win. Wow. So like they start, you know, it's tied at halftime and they start flashing those graphics. And then they start talking about like, rookie quarterbacks in their first playoff game and then second half no points for houston um i think baltimore had like 17 in the fourth like yeah. just blew it off yeah. mm -hmm. blew her off really did clean second game we've already touched on it but um packers niners packers outplay the niners absolutely fun niners that one. squirm away with a great final drive but i i personally thought for about 75 percent of that game that we were going to have a shot on Sunday to control our destiny and have everyone come through Ford Field. Uh, more. I mean, up until – I mean, what do, you, what do you miss that kick? What did Anders miss that kick with, five minutes left? Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's – whatever that percentage is. Like, in my opinion, the Green Bay Packers outplayed San Francisco. It was mm -hmm. just Same. a few key plays. And I might sound crazy, but, like, I got a few texts about it too, like – I, watching that game just at face value, not knowing anything else, not knowing location, whatever. Like I was like, give me, give me San Fran over the Packers right now. I just felt like Purdy was a little like spooked by yeah. being down. Uh, granted, he stepped up when the game counted, um, and and Love didn't. But Love just felt like way more dangerous to me. The Packers D looked good. Aaron Jones like caught a real surge here mm -hmm. at the end of the year, and. What the fuck was Jordan Love doing on that last drive? I, I do not know. Like Back they, across the body. Like, they only needed a field goal, and they had two or three timeouts left, yeah. too. He wanted to be, like, him. Superman. Yeah. So bad. But, like, I just watched the highlights of that game right before you guys got there. There were so, like, the Packers got stopped in the red zone four times. This is, like, I know we're, we're going to preview the game, but, like, I have to, like, talk about The Packers got stopped in the red zone four times. They were... They got turnover on downs to start the game. They mm -hmm. they went for it on fourth, two field goals, and then the missed field goal at the end of the game. That's yeah. pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. Four trips to the red zone. Well, technically, what the missed field goal I think was from the twenty three. Yeah, I'm, count, I'm calling it red zone. Yeah, like that's four trips, and they got six points out of it. Um, they had 
the ball at the 50 up 21 to 14 and love threw that pass off the guy's hands. Mm -hmm. San Fran picks it off. Uh, that was insane. And, uh, I just, I just thought there were so many chances in that game. Purdy had two throws, huge throws, third down to Ayuk that, like, was at his ankles, a duck at his ankles that Ayuk had to go grab. Yep, yep. And then he had another overthrow on that same drive that, like, sailed into no man's land that should have been, like, caught like a punt, I felt like. There were so many chances for the Packers to take control of that game, and they couldn't do it. They really had a, a good chance, and we're not going to go in-depth on this, but – uh, surprised about the Packers. You know what? I thought could take a couple more years no. coming off of a franchise quarterback and, and just what happens. They're a playoff team and they're a contender again. To me, Lions are going to be good for many years too. So it's like, it's just going to be battles against those two teams when I thought we might have a window of two to three years where we just steamroll the and division. No, nope. like I, after seeing that game, like we don't, love definitely made some big mistakes, but he's, that sucks. They got another one. Yeah. Yep. No, he's a good quarterback. He's yep. good in there. Like, D look good. They were scary to me. Yeah, they were They were good that day. Um, and you know who else got another one is the Chiefs. Chiefs beat the Bills oh again. God. Oh um, Bills can't get that monkey off their back. They Wide just, right. Yeah, they Dude. just cannot beat the Chiefs. They cannot get to the Super Bowl. Um, Stephon Diggs. The guy Ghost. disappeared. I, I don't see how Dropping he's going balls. back to Buffalo, to yeah. be honest with you. But I don't know if the bigger story is the Bills losing again to the Chiefs or the Chiefs, no matter matter whether it's at home, whether it's on the road, whether they have receivers, whether they have a seventh-round running back. Mahomes, Kelsey, Andy Reid, and company just seem to get it done, and they're in their, what, sixth straight AFC championship game? First, Wild. Yeah, the first one on the road. So they're yeah. on the declines, which is good. <laughs> yeah. Man, all I was thinking about was after Sunday, um, how we, you know, you know, we partied. We had a yeah. great time. You know, I was moving sluggish physically, but mentally, man, I was flying high. Can you imagine what, ball, uh, sorry, Buffalo was like the next day? I mean, just. Oh, no. I mean, just to lose that game the way they lost it again, like just. Bass deleted his Twitter. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and that's just terrible. But, yeah, but like, sure is. we would be. We would, Beside we'd, ourself. We'd be losing our minds too, man. Yeah. Did you see he's like got a cat donation going? Yeah, I did. No, I, I saw that. that. <laughs> yeah. Tyler Bass was like uh big cat guy. Yeah, he was like uh advertiser, I can't think of the word, for for like this cat company. Yeah. And they like donated like a hundred thousand dollars like to a the cat company. Charity, so now everyone's yeah. donating to it. So okay. that's cat adoption. It, but they're, <laughs> they're still not in the AFC chain. I do want to bring up something a little <laughs> off topic that I didn't put More on the show sheet. Cat here. adoption. <laughs> Uh, no, probably not that far <laughs> off. So our old buddy, Jay, J-U, did you see his Instagram uh, on what the people of Buffalo do to get ready in their drink of choice no. to get ready for Bill's game? So I messaged him because I'm like, this can't be a real thing. So they had, he had a jar of blue cheese and I guess it's a Buffalo I was literally going to joke, is it blue company. cheese? Yeah. So he put it into a shot glass. Uh -huh. He put hot sauce into the shot glass with it and he dropped it into a light beer like an irish car bomb and chugged it jesus Christ! and that's like the bills like that's how buffalo fans i guess get ready for the game blue cheese hot sauce and a light beer yeah imagine yeah you wake up the next day <laughs> you lose by three to casey again yeah. and you're blowing the buffalo beer shot out of your ass. oh no yeah, it's the dump sauce the next morning but Dude, that's insane doesn't surprise me though ju oh my god deletes yes deletes beers yes at a, at a fast I mean, pace yeah I, whew, yeah 
So. He outweighs me by like 150 pounds, and he'll be like, why aren't you keeping up? I'm like, buddy, I am going to hit that <laughs> Do you have to here. ask? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel for Buffalo, because like my dream Super Bowl was Bills-Lions. Mm-hmm. That's That would have just been fantastic. Yeah, Sure would have. Sure um, would have. What did we say, though? I told you guys last week, the last three champions, Rangers, Golden Knights, Nuggets, all first-time champions – there's only one team left in the race. Who is it? That hasn't won the Super Bowl yet. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're been to it. We're been to it. It's crazy. It's great. Let's party. It's amazing. Let's make it happen. Let's talk about the game. Let's talk about the game. So, Lions um, going to San Francisco, seven-point dogs. But what I want us to start off with is really what we did against the Rams or when we were prepping for the Rams game, and that was – why we feel good about winning and why we maybe are a little nervous or, or might not feel good. So let's start with the bad first. Let's get it out of the way. Frank, give us your first reason why you maybe feel a little uneasy going into this weekend. Why do I feel a little uneasy going into this weekend? Well, I think a big question for that is, you know, if, if Debo's going and hey, let me just back out a little bit. The San Francisco 49ers have three number one weapons mm-hmm. in Ayuk, Debo, and uh, Christian McCaffrey. And with this strategy, it feels like we've been going with, we've been letting number ones just shred us, and then we take care of everyone else. I am worried we don't have the depth to contain all three of those guys. Uh, that would be my like number two worry of why we can't hang in this game. But usually I say to that, that's fine. We can always run a track meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Francisco throughout the season has historically had the number one defense. Um, we haven't played outside since December 10th, which was our loss to the Bears. Granted, it's not frigid. We're in California, but it was piss and rain that whole Green Bay game. Mm-hmm. So we are not in the comfort of that beautiful, beautiful dome, Ford Field, mm-hmm. rocking. We're not swag surfing. It's not our home anymore. The weather Grant, doesn't look bad, though. Yeah, yeah. It's mild and 60. Right. Uh, and I think we'll travel well, but I think it's going to be just early and often that offense. Like, I, I really hope we can, like, not go three and out. I think if we can start fast on offense, it'll be great. If we start a little slow, I'll get really worried. But usually I'm okay with the offense running a track meet. If they figure us out early, that's where I'm going to be shaking in my boots. That's where I don't feel great. Okay. Lou, what's got you a little uneasy about the game this Sunday? I got two big ones, and I'll give you one. Um, so I'll, the biggest thing that I'm worried about, I would say, or one of the biggest things is is the Kittle X factor. I feel like we always have a tough time with our linebackers covering really athletic tight ends. Kittle is, is up there with the number ones that you named, Frank. Um, I feel like we struggle covering guys down the seam up the middle. We have to have a body on them. I, I don't even hate putting like Gardner Johnson on him a few plays or having Brian Branch on him a few plays, but have some speed on him. Somebody who can tackle well. Um, got to lock up. Hell, throw Campbell on him, man. Right. I, li- I, I like and trust Campbell. I mean, that's why we got him, right? That's he right. He's supposed to be a pass coverage guy. That's right. So that's, that's mine. Gotcha. So these are these are my reasons why I'm a little uneasy. We've been so good against the run this year. We're now facing the best running back in the league. So what's going to give? Is it our run defense, which has been unbelievable? I don't think we've given up even an 80-yard rusher this year. 
let alone in a 100-yard rusher. So is CMC going to go off, or are we going to be able to force Brock Purdy to make plays? If CMC starts to go off, they control the game. That would make me a little uneasy because it's going to open up the back end where obviously we're weaker. Um, so that has me a little nervous. Um, and then I'm going to do a, a couple more here. The best defensive line in the league, possibly. Our offensive line is the backbone of our, our offensive production between Sewell, Ragnow, and uh, Decker on the, the line. We have been great with protecting Goff all year, let alone in the playoffs. But you've got Chase Young on one end, and you've got Nick Bosa on the other end. And you've got a very deep defensive line with a lot of top picks on that San Francisco front. So our offense needs to protect Goff and give him time. If their D-line gets cooking, does that screw up the rhythm with our offense? Last reason why I'm a little uneasy, and I said this in round one, um, the coach, Kyle Shanahan, he's been there. He's been to two Super Bowls, one as a coordinator, one as a head coach. He's been to an AFC championship now for the third time. And if you heard him talk this week, not only is Shanahan really not taking the Lions lightly or overlooking them, him, Kittle, it seems like they know what they're getting into. It seems like they're prepped. No one's taking the Lions lightly this week. And schematically, Kyle Shanahan is one of the best coaches in the league, especially on the offensive end. If he can scheme and knows how to scheme against the Lions, along with having the team ready, that obviously is something that we jumped out to good starts against both teams. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that. If they're ready and they have the scheme and jump out on us, Mm -hmm. the coaching really, you know, gives you an advantage at that point in time to coach from ahead I think as that's, opposed to yeah, behind. I think that starts important, whether it's yep. offense, defense, whatever it is. If we can get, you know, that three and out or march down the field and even get three points, like I think the start is going to be huge for us. Yep, yep. All right, so we got that out of the way. We're not fucking nervous. We obviously, we, we have journalistic integrity. We yeah. have to show all angles. I kind of just lied. I, I don't, yeah, yeah go ahead. exactly. <laughs> it's a facade. It's all for entertainment. But now let's talk about why we're going to win this game. So, Frank, go ahead. Why are we going to our first Super Bowl? So, I just, I, I don't know what it is. I feel weirdly good about this game. That seven number Oddly good. feels gigantic to me. Um, I was way more nervous for the Rams game. And now, obviously, I said to you guys before this started, there's a lot more at stake there. You know, we hadn't won a playoff game. Stafford's in town. Season almost – I think I called it a failure if we lose that game. Mm -hmm. Obviously, now, I don't want to say we're playing with house money. I'm not happy – just happy to be here. I want to go to the damn Super Bowl. But there definitely is a a layer of pressure off of Stafford with game one, a weaker opponent in game two – you are favored. You are supposed to lose this game on the road. You're not even supposed to be in this game. No one expected you to be here. So that is a reason that I actually feel pretty damn good. All the pressure is on San Francisco to win this game. There is not pressure on the Lions to win this game. This is house money. Yep. This is play loose. This is go out there. Let's keep doing what we've been doing. Now, these are all the intangibles, and all the intangibles feel really good for the Lions. you got to trust Dan Campbell to keep them focused, keep them in line. He's talking today about how the biggest thing is as you get closer to the ultimate prize is all the outside noise. Did you see the press conference today where he gets in there and he goes, holy shit. There's double the amount of people in here. Mm -hmm. And he starts and he says, 
all of this, all of this is the biggest issue this week. Everyone's friends are going to be reaching out to him. Everyone's family is going to be reaching out to him. All the media is going to be talking to him. How do you stay focused on the mission at hand? Um, so I feel great with him in charge. Uh, and I just feel right now, Jared Goff and that offensive line are truly, that offense in general is absolutely eye of the tiger. And they don't care who's on the other side of the ball, who's looking at them, what their accolades are. It doesn't matter. That offense right now, I feel like is absolutely humming. Jared Goff's confidence has never been higher. And I just fully believe that that's going to put us over the top. And then on top of it, everything I said about Brock Purdy in the, in the Packers game, I really think uh, he can look like the last pick in the draft. And if we're able to overwhelm him, like you said, if we can stop that run game and make him throw 35 plus times, I think we're going to be in great shape. I love That's it why all. I feel good. I love it all. I'm with you, brother. A couple things that, that I love that I saw, especially in the Green Bay game, we got grandpa Aaron Jones ran for over 100 yards on this defense. We talk about... Jones is hot. Jones is hot to close the year. We talk about Sam Fran having... Guy's 29. Is he really? He's 29? He seems older. I feel like he's been around forever. I'll be honest, I never considered his age until you just called him grandpa. All right, middle-aged Jones. This guy ran for over 100 yards on the supposed vaunted San Francisco defense. You give you give me Jameer, Jameer Gibbs and Monty, dude. We're talking big numbers here. I think the Lions run for a combined over 150 yards. I think Love they that. pound the pill on the ground. We talked about it. We have one of the best offensive lines. I'll take Sewell over Nick Bosa every day of the week. I love to see that matchup. I can't wait to watch it. Um, and San Francisco has given up, they're in the bottom five for points given up this year. So they have done really well in the red zone, first downs, all that, but like they're still giving up a lot of points. Um, and, and we're scoring at will right now. Those are a couple things I like. A, a big thing that I like, this is a homecoming for JG. From Marion, grew up in Kentwood, right outside a suburb of San Francisco. He played in this division how many times? He's been to Levi Stadium how many times? Like, he is just as jacked up to return to this game. I'm sure he's got a bunch of homeboys that are coming out to watch him play this game. He's going to fucking ball out, boys. And that's what I like about it. And have you seen his numbers uh, when he plays at San Fran? No. They're, they're actually the worst things I've ever seen, which really? I actually like. Yes. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, I think that actually bodes more for just what this Law team is, averages. who we are, that, that comeback. Like, who we are, this is what it is. Right. His numbers are truly, I want to say, 0-4 or 0-5. His last five starts, maybe not all time, but his last five starts there are like with First, the Rams, right? Yeah, 0-5, uh, and I think he's got a passer rating of 21. Like, who cares what they are? They're dog shit. But I think that just adds to the narrative of what that is, and he knows how bad it's been there. And I feel like it's almost an advantage for us at this point. Like, we are taking all of those, uh, like, negatives and just turning it into an advantage for us. Yep. And the last thing, we are wearing the sexy all-white uniforms. Yes. I believe we're undefeated in those this year. Um, Goddamn. Let's get it. I hear Channy, you. what I, do you got? I agree with you guys on a lot. So this is my this is my first one, and I'm not saying the Niners are bad at it, but we've been great at it. And what is it? Winning the turnover battle. We have taken care of the ball all playoffs. 
I don't believe we have a turnover in either of our first two playoff games. We've been very opportunistic with the two interceptions last week. Purdy is prone to make mistakes. Purdy makes throws that should have been intercepted last week. So with that, I love where we're at with the turnover battle. That's any game, but our defense is a bend-don't-break opportunistic get a good sack or a strip at the time we need it so that's reason number one that's winning the turnover battle and I feel that we can do that Um, and my second reason let's just call it as it is we've got all the momentum we're America's team we've got this feeling I say it all the time sports is theater and this is theater a franchise that won one playoff game in the last nearly 60 years They win two straight at home to get the monkey off the back. And now they go into arguably the best NFC team stadium in the last decade to take what is theirs. Momentum is real. There's a feeling in the locker room. You've seen it and you see it all the time. And I just think this team so closely mirrors the going to work Pistons. You have guys that were outcasts. You have guys that gel And you have guys that truly just love each other and love being teammates. And you said it. You said they want it more. I think they want it more for each other. I think they want it more for Jared Goff. I think they want it more for their city. And momentum's real. And I believe that is the main reason why they're going to go into San Francisco and beat them on Sunday. That want factor is a real deal. And it's like, you know, we can sit here and talk about the D-line, the O-line, the All-Pros, the matchups, all of that. But there is something different here Mm -hmm. that's just there's some magic in the air. And on top of it, you you can't – all these players – this is where this game was supposed to be from the start of the season. Yep, right. This is where all roads led to. We knew San Fran was the king of the NFC. I mean, the Eagles were – obviously the king of the NFC last year. But this year, we saw all roads leading to San Francisco. We're here. They've been visualizing it. San Fran hasn't been thinking about us. No. They haven't. They didn't think we were going to be in this game. No. And we're going to show them we deserve to be in this game. And I can't wait. I feel good. And I I know we're going to take care of business. And I have a score prediction for you guys. So I'm going big win here. Not complete blowout, but I think we handle them. I think we take care of business. I got Lions 29, Niners 18. The Lions go to their first Super Bowl in franchise history. NFC Championship Scoragami 29-18. Lou, what do you got? Mine is very similar to your, Frank. Um, First of all, everyone, before the line moves, make sure you go home, get out FanDuel, get out points bet, get out DraftKings, whatever you're on, plus 250 on the money line for the Detroit Lions is an absolute fucking lock. Put your money on that right away. Secondly, for the score... I got the Lions scoring 27 and the San Francisco 49ers 17. 10-point victory. Okay, Okay, you heard it here first. If you think I'm picking against the Detroit Lions, you better put yourself into a fucking clinic because there is no way we've gone this far, and I'm going to turn my back now. The Detroit Lions are going to win this game. The Detroit Lions are going to go to the Super Bowl, and I believe it's going to be a very close, nerve-wracking game. I don't have it as big of a blowout as you guys have it. I've got Detroit Lions 24, San Francisco 21. I'll take it any way you got it. I'll take it any way you got it. One or by 100, it doesn't matter as long as we get there. And, you know, we got the late. Toretto said it best. Doesn't matter if you win by an inch or you win by a mile. A win's a win. That's right.
We're quoting Fast and the Furious. <laughs> this is where we've gotten. So let's go and to the Ludacris other- also. Said- <laughs> <laughs> and who can forget Ludacris? Move, bitch. Get out the way. Because we're going to the fucking Super Bowl. God, I can't wait. The late game on Sunday. It's I'm not going to be able to make it till 630, dude. No, man. It's going to be able to walk the three and o'clock. Know, we're going to know who's on the other end. Yep. Fuck. It's going to so be crazy. Jacked. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. I guess let's pick this this I other forgot, game. Yeah, I forgot. It. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's pick, pick the, the AFC yeah. Championship. I know picks don't matter here. I wasn't on the weekly non-debatable Detroit Heat report. Yeah, <laughs> wait, I was six and zero last week. All I right, didn't get right. a spot on Let scolding me... or the thousand suns or even hot. But scolding Pizzo. Um, <laughs> so I just want to say I want to apologize. I'm actually going to formally apologize to Chandler here. Chandler went six and zero last week on his picks. Um, did not make the heat report. Absolutely should have made. Not I, by accident. I win one bet. I put myself burning with a fire of a thousand suns. Chandler should have been on at least scalding for his six and zero performance last week, and the, and you would have been fire of a thousand suns. But I've I've jammed every lion yeah, I could into the top row, and obviously Eiserman has his, his staple there. Yeah. Um, and what's even more sad about this is uh, Pizzo made the heat chart <laughs> as a hero with all the people on the streets just for his work, uh, you know, gritting it up at all the tailgates. And uh, I left Channy off, and that was that was not right of me. That was not right of me. Hey. He should have been scalding or scolding, whatever he wants. Not all heroes wear capes. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. Good picks. Let's go to, let's go to this week. Uh, Chiefs going to Baltimore. First AFC championship game in the city of Baltimore since 1971. Ravens laying three and a half against the Chiefs. Lou, who you got? Are we going spread and money line? Both yeah. of them. All right. I'm going to go Chiefs to cover, Ravens to win. Okay. I want to see the Chiefs win this game, though. I'm just betting with my head right now. I'd rather, as a Lions fan, I want to play Kansas City in the Super Bowl. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, I think just from a viewing standpoint, like uh, I don't, this might sound stupid, like as as a Lions fan, I would rather play Kansas City. I would kind of rather knock off the Kings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I kind of want like the Taylor Swift Eminem kind of look oh, of yeah. that mm-hmm. whole thing. Uh, but like, I if I. But like I would like the Super Bowl would be cooler if it was Baltimore, Detroit. Yeah, I, I don't I don't really know how to fucking describe that. But yep. I am going to take um, Kansas City to cover, and I'm going to take Kansas City to win. Uh, I don't really have a good reason for it outside of number fifteen, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. They always seem to find a way. And watching that first half with the Texans and Ravens, you can kind of see a little weakness. And uh, you know. I may come, this may come back to haunt me and that's fine. If it does, I just, I feel like Mahomes has that big game in him uh, more than Lamar does. Okay. Well, I'm good. We're, we're all different. No one has the same two picks. So uh, I think it's the Ravens time. Um, the chiefs spent a couple years trying to knock off the Patriots. The bills are still spending time trying to knock off the chiefs. Um, but I, I think there's just going to be a passing of the torch. I think Andy Reed and Kelsey are done um, and I think the Ravens' defense is possibly the best unit in all of football with Mike McDonald being the best coordinator behind Ben Johnson in all of football. So with that being said, I think the Ravens are going to devise a pretty good game plan against the Chiefs. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I do think they're going to win by a touchdown. So I'm going to take the Ravens minus three and a half and obviously them to win. And we'll have a Lions-Ravens rematch in Las Vegas. Yeah, Ravens, uh, I'll be honest, they scare the shit out of me. 
I mean, they they beat us like they're, thirty-eight to whatever. What was it? Three? Like yeah, they yeah. killed us. It was assault. Something around that there. That was the worst game of the year I've, by far. I've yeah removed it from my memory and, bank, so and I we, don't even remember. We say we're bad with mobile quarterbacks. Like Lamar is that on crack? Yeah, yeah. it's it's going to be a tough matchup when we get there. So let's step one. I thought of a game. So on our way to the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Wow. We are going to be beating the Los Angeles Rams, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, (laughs) and the San Francisco 49ers. So why not do some trivia around those three cities that we made miserable throughout the month of January? So, gentlemen, I'm going to have you write down your answers to these five questions. The answers are either Los Angeles... Tampa Bay or San Francisco. Nice. Okay. All right. If we get to a tiebreaker after the five questions, we have a tiebreaker question. So, question number one: Out of these three cities—Tampa Bay, Los Angeles, and San Francisco—which city has the most restaurants per capita, meaning the most restaurants per a thousand people? Is it San Francisco, Los Angeles, or Tampa Bay? You can write your answers down. We're going to ask all the questions first and reveal the answers at the end. Yep. <laughs> all right. I'm going to go curveball. All right. Curveball. Number two. Would you put like a city not listed? <laughs> Cleveland. <laughs> Memphis. <laughs> Milwaukee. The SS nice. American Victory and Ship Museum is in this city. If you want a clue, the SS American Victory saw service in three major wars, World War II, the Korean War and the Vietnam War. Mm. Okay, that helps that actually. A ton, yeah. <laughs> that really kind of hammered it home. Number three, this city has hosted two world fairs, one in 1915 and the other between 1939 and 1940. And we'll get into world fairs a little more when I reveal the answer. Okay, can't wait. I you said okay. it like that. Which city had the warmest high temperature today? Frank scribbling shit out. All right. And the last question. Which of the three cities had the highest median household income in 2022? I might not have got one of these right. I, I, I didn't do any of these. I think I got five ones. out of five. Did you? I don't know. Yeah. But yes. You don't know shit. These are tough questions. Yeah, they These are aren't little... easy games. Yeah. All right. Question number one. Most restaurants per capita. Frank, what do you got? Tampa Bay. Lou. I have Tampa as well. The answer is San Francisco. <laughs> San Francisco Tried to go big brain tied. on that. So did I. <laughs> tied with the most restaurants per capita in the nation with Providence, Rhode Island. 21 restaurants per 1,000 people. I had hmm. Providence. I scratched it out. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. That would have got you two points. <laughs> nice. All right. Number Providence? two. The American Victory and Ship Museum is located in? San Francisco. That's what I have. San Fran. Tampa Bay. Nice. Wow. We are cooking with gas. I thought because so many people shit on the street there. (laughs) Both 0-2 so far. Man, I did pretty good. I outdid myself this time. All right, number three. This city hosted World Fairs in 1915 and 1939 to 1940. San Fran. L.A. Answer is San Francisco. Let's go. So San Francisco hosted the 1915 World Fair in celebration of the completion of the Panama Canal. Yep. 
and then re-hosted it in 1939 because why, Frank? Uh, <laughs> Joe Montana. Uh, no, he was uh, he wasn't born yet. <laughs> um, the the completion of the Golden Gate Bridge and Bay Bridge. Never heard of it. Yeah, I didn't know there were still world fairs. What are there? There's still world fairs. They just had one in the United Arab Emirates in 2021 and the next one is set to be in that was probably Japan lit. yeah it was probably in electric. 2025 should we go we I'd can go to the world fair if you want yeah. it's just a, it's just an expo you just show off your city that's what a world fair is oh really Didn't there's like, no rides no corn dogs I, 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 there could be elephant ears <laughs> maybe well what, what kind of fair is this yeah well, no elephant ears? Yeah. I think you're going to go. I want to, I'm Jacksonville. All I right. went to the yeah. World Fair, okay? Frank's yeah. up one to nothing through three questions, and it's only uh, three options to answer. So, <laughs> yep. um, warmest temperature today? LA. Tampa. Answer is at 80 degrees, Tampa Bay. Come Lou on now, Mr. Gilmore. At 1 1 through four questions. Our last question. Didn't the, see that heat wave coming through, did you? Man, fuck off. <laughs> the highest medium household income in 2022 is in... I fucked this up. L.A. San Fran. The answer at 136000 is... San Francisco, Lou takes it down. Lou Second half player. His oh. geography, his history... Lou, going. you are the champion <laughs> of Know Your City. Wow. Did you? Producer Mike wow. got it. Producer Mike, Went four out of five. Out of five. I mean, he could have lied. Bullshit. Like, he's just sitting over there, like, <laughs> <laughs> playing with himself. You'll never know. Yeah. He Googled every one of those. Oh, that was man. dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that was so dumb. I hated that game. So if you guys go to Tampa, you think you're going to visit the uh, SS American Victory? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Here we go. Um, all right. Well, that was that was trivia. Um, nice. Good work, Chandler. Good Thanks. stuff. Thank um, you. We can do a little little wings update into over under. Let's rock it. So I thought you had something for me. I thought you were gonna kind of. Well, leave we us know in here. we know the first question we always have to ask when we yeah. lead into the Red Let's Wings do segment. Do it. We saw the loss last night, five and four. <laughs> yeah, they had a good stretch, but they lost last night. And I just have to ask you on a scale of one to ten, how hot is Iserman's seat? God, it's frozen. It's ice cold. Negative 11. He's just fine. The wings are actually, Chandler, for you to fuck off, <laughs> it, they are exactly where I said they would be uh, to start the year. Um, they are, well, they're, they're one spot below. So they would be the eighth seed if the playoffs started today. They'd be the second wild card spot. I had them as the seventh seed in the first wild card spot, which I still think they will get to. Um, last night was a sloppy game, had a goal disallowed. They still should have won it. Um, and they have won seven of 10 and gotten points eight of their last 10. The only weird thing about it all is Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane has been absolutely raking, but when he showed up, we went like one in seven. He gets injured. We rip off seven <laughs> of 10. Um, and I just Not hope when expected. he returns again, like we don't stink. So yeah. I still love Patrick Kane. I love the signing. I think we'll bring him back, especially if we go to the playoffs, but Definitely weird optics on uh, the numbers when he's in the game and when he's not. Mm -hmm. Cat got the cam off his back. Yeah, 11 games. Yeah, huh? that was good to see. Yeah, that was good for him to, to bury one 11 games since he scored. Um, you know, the offsides on Fisher was just unfortunate. Lions' first bad game yeah. in a while. Yep. It was the first time he'd been pulled 
Uh, I got pulled after two periods. Really didn't really didn't look good. No. Gave up a couple weak goals when I was watching the second yesterday. Yeah, yeah and I actually kind of forgot what – I don't know if you remember what defenseman got absolutely just out-muscled on that little wraparound, that unassisted goal. I don't remember. Uh, I'm blanking on it too. but um, Petrie? No, it wasn't Petrie. Good. I would have remembered that one. Um, but, yeah, I mean – you know, they've definitely kind of – I haven't been as focused as I'd like to be just because we've been drowning in Kool-Aid. Yep. Uh, but they're there. They're in the hunt. Uh, they could definitely overtake Toronto, and they could definitely still take that uh, three seed in the Atlantic, which would put them, you know, six or five. Right. I mean, playoffs. us, We're Maple right Leafs, Tampa are all within one point of each other. We're all right there. And and, uh, and Florida – I mean, Florida's not too far away. we got no. a lot of season left. Oh, yeah. You know, and then on the wild card side, we're – or on the, in the metropolitan side, we're fighting off uh, – New Jersey and uh, the Islanders, yep. um, and the Islanders just hired Patrick, Patrick Waugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'd be kind of. They've fun. been playing some good puck lately. That'll be that'll be good to see Iserman against Waugh when they play each other. And then I saw another graphic this week where in Russia, I saw that Aroff was coaching against Igor Lariano, no yeah. which I was pretty that. cool. I'm optics glad you brought that well. up, Chandler. That yeah, cool. that was cool. Yeah, so that was cool. So um, I didn't get an official answer. I got Arctic fucking tundra, yep. but one to ten hot seat. Uh, zero. Zero. It's, it's zero. Okay. Or less than that, if you will. I have, I have. I think two, I said negative 11. I have two requests for next week for the weekly non-debatable Detroit Heat report. Yeah. I'd like to be on it, one. And can you put Iserman hot seat under Arctic fucking tundra? <laughs> yeah. The Iserman specific hot seat. Yeah. Never getting fired. Yeah, we can do that. And you got you to gotta go perfect again, though. That's the only way. Okay. Two and O or what? Four and O. Yeah, four and O. Okay. Hey. Yeah. All right. I'm, and you got to get the exact score. Okay. The that's game. fair. That's fine. I didn't write anything 21. down, so I got to ask you all that. Got to earn it. Yeah, I'll write them down after. Um, let's get the over unders from Jerry. Let's check it out. Um, it's funny how many people are like telling me to add more lions to the. I literally just got an email that was like, "Add Sheila Hamp to the burning with a thousand suns." I'm out of room. I'm out of room <laughs> on the top row. So. Penny Sewell was not burning with a thousand suns. I put him on the the scolding. Yeah. Put him on scolding because um, I thought he, he would see it and just use it as motivation. Oh, good. Here we go. Yeah. What about Spielman? You think you can get on there one time? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Maybe. Um, I, one thing uh, we didn't talk about. I'm just I'm like I got. We didn't talk about Frank Ragnow enough. I feel like I don't even know if we mentioned his name. No, we I, didn't. Actually, which I just I it would be a shame if the mm-hmm. show ended without mentioning him. To- uh, not torn. Sprained ankle. Sprained knee. Uh, like, didn't miss a down, I don't think. No. Uh, the guy is just an absolute true warrior. Brought Decker to tears in a post-game interview. Um, I mean, he was blocking Vita Vea on the one-yard line. That guy's like 500 pounds. With all his, like, might. Like, yes. I, just, I feel like Decker described it as, like, he gets anxiety when he misses a play. He was, he like, tearing up in that interview. Yeah. I just, uh, Frankie Rags, just love that guy to death. The only good thing that... Uh, the regime prior gave us what was Frankie. I want to go big picture too, because I saw the clip this week and someone equating uh, Campbell when we all laugh about it, when he was like, I don't care if you have one ass cheek and three toes, (laughs) I will beat your ass. Like (laughs) they're equating that to Frank rag now playing injured. Like he, he, he's not a hundred percent. Yes. He might have one ass cheek at this point, (laughs) but he he is definitely has three toes. Yes, he's the best center in football. Yep, yep. I love Amen. that Bar none. I Bar love that none. Guy. He rocks. Love you, Frankie Rags. Thanks for listening. All right, LGRW from Jerry here. 
Jerry Bear's cruising into Michigan this weekend. Whoa. What? Yeah, we'll see if I get eyes on him. He's, wow. he's shifty when he comes in town. Oh, playing possum? He does. Number one on the list. He must must have heard this, must be listening. Lou, we're going to start with you. The Patrick Kane signing. Our record with and without Kane has to be brutal. That's funny. There wow. Yeah, there it is. I think that Kane is a he's a second half player. He's a playoff guy. He's going to step up for us big when we are making a run late. So it, the signing is still underrated. Yes. I'm riding with him. Yes, underrated. You guys know how I feel. I will ride the Kane train until it hits a wall and the train explodes in my face. He's not like the reason we're losing those games. No, that's insane. He scores 100 goals. (laughs) All he does is bury. All he does is set people up. We're going to be sick. It's just got to work itself out, and it'll all come to fruition. And we're going to re-sign him. Patrick Kane, underrated. I agree with you guys. Underrated. It's more than just what happens on the ice results. He's a veteran presence. He's been there, and he's going to take us to our first playoffs in nearly a decade. Yeah, he's filthy. He's got silky hands. He rocks. Number two, uh, me. Right? Matt Reif. Who's Matt Reif? Oh, he's a comedian. Isn't he like a comedian? Oh, this guy's so overrated. Uh, This guy's so overrated, and I'm not just saying that because uh, he looks like a TikTok supermodel and he's a comedian. I gave his stand-up a shot. And I thought it was terrible. Did, did you not- watch the Netflix one? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Straight, Finish your thing. Straight face gang, if you will. Didn't yeah. laugh, didn't giggle. And I am, I give benefit of the doubt to comedians all the time. Gave it a shot because he's so popular. Overrated. Couldn't couldn't stand it. Didn't get his shtick. Maybe I'm getting old. I didn't get it. Um, but- I've never seen a Matt Rife bit, so I don't really know how to answer it. But I do know that he's popular. And if I haven't seen it, well, he's probably not that funny. So overrated. Wow. I'm actually uh, pretty big in the stand-up game, so I do follow Enough, quite, quite a bit of stand-up. If you guys didn't know that about me, big stand-up guy. Mike, I'm a big stand-up guy if you didn't know that. Thank you. We're going to do an open <laughs> mic night um, with Lou. But I will say I did watch his Netflix special too, Frank, and I did not think it was funny. But I have seen some of his other specials, and he does do – pretty funny crowd work that's like his shtick and that's why he gets a lot of slack in the like comedian group because he doesn't do like good jokes live like he does good like walking around the room ripping on people in the stands okay um so i think he is good at that his netflix special i agree i thought it was sucked i wasn't i was i didn't laugh either um but i I think he's underrated i think he's gonna come around oh wow i'm gonna go underrated all right yeah Yeah. i just second half guy yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) and they cut him uh they give him flack, right? They don't yeah. cut him slack. No, I'm trying to. I'm actually trying to piece this one. <laughs> well, you, I'll let you figure that out. <laughs> I think it's funny Chandler made the bold claim. If I haven't seen it, he must not be funny. <laughs> hey. Number three, Channy football, Chucky e. Cheese, Chucky e. Cheese. So I can only go off of when I went there back in the day. From Last what I remember. From what I remember, pretty good pizza. Pretty good pizza. Always a good time growing up going to Chuck E. Cheese Arcade. You had the caricatures. And like I said, like I feel like that's the, one of the better cheese pizzas. I always ate cheese pizza there growing up. <laughs> <laughs> Underrated. Man, what? Um, who's up, me? I think me. Mm-hmm. Cool. Nothing like hanging out with a rat and toys. That's what I really enjoyed as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chandler is right. They did have good za there from what I remember. 
Um, were you there last week? <laughs> we were, and we we were we were toting the rats not too long ago, I believe. Rat Huge rat guy. He's hat rat half mouse. A lot of people mistake him for being only mouse. Um, his father was actually a rat. His mother was a mouse. You know this? Yeah. So if you want to look it up, you may. Um, half man, half horse. <laughs> Underrated. <laughs> He's half rat, half mouse. Oh, I'll, I'll try to all find. All right. Well, this is all right. Um, I'm gonna. Say, Chuck E. Cheese, man. I'm going to say underrated. All I know about it as a kid. I'm curious what it's like and as an adult. I'd kind of like to view it through the adult lens. What do you got, Channy? Did you find anything about his heritage? <laughs> What's his family? He has like a full-blown backstory. I know this that. Is, this is even wilder. From 1977 to 1992, he was an anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic okay. rat changing to a mouse in 1993. Wow, what was that marketing meeting like? I, they huddled up and said, "Like we need to not make him a rat. We need to make." They were him like, a "Wow, Pizzo, smart guy." <laughs> That's <laughs> That's two years old. <laughs> this is so weird. But built the concept of the restaurant and the idea of the carnival. He wanted the atmosphere that would allow families to gather while introducing children to video games. This is why he changed to a mouse. I don't know. This is out of control. Yeah, we'll. Dig, we're gonna have to dedicate. He's not a half episode. and half. He's. This sounds like a summer episode topic. We can get into. <laughs> we can get into Chuck E. Cheese when the Tigers are ten below five hundred. But uh, hey, hey. Chuck E. Cheese underrated as a as a um, as a kid underrated for sure. The Rat Casino. That rat could play music. He could shred. He had all his boys with him jamming out pizza tickets. Think how excited you got when you knew you were going to oh, check. Yeah. Oh yeah, you get in that ball pit. You you know you're fucking getting COVID before it's even a thing. It yep. was awesome. Chuck E. Cheese underrated. Uh, Jerry spelled it all wrong too. He's Chuck E. e. Period. Yes. Cheese. Uh, Jerry just did job. Jerry. <laughs> Chuck E. With two <laughs> E's at the end of his name. All right. Well, that was great. Number four. Tigers off season so far. Um, I don't know if that's Tiger Woods or if that's the Detroit Tigers. Um, Tiger Woods has left. Is it my turn? I don't care. Nike. Yeah, yeah. He left Nike. He's now a Titleist. I saw he came out with a new logo. That's Sunday Red. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like it. I think it's kind of cool looking. Not sure. I mean, I think is it's... Is it Titleist or TaylorMade? Chandler? You're TaylorMade. I'm Taylor pretty made, sure. Right? TaylorMade? Yeah, TaylorMade. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's it's uh, TaylorMade. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I... but. The the logo I, I was I'm not sure yet I don't hate it but I don't love it I'm riding the fence like a boner but <laughs> <laughs> I will let you know next week we'll cut um, you some flack um, as far as the Detroit Tigers off season uh, I'll give them an A plus for letting us party at Comerica fucking I'll say right. underrated because that's about the only thing hey, that I, yeah. that's the only thing I know they've done outside of the uh, you know the the Mize arbitration which I didn't really like but right now I don't care about it. I like that they let us party at Comerica, so I'll say underrated. All right, I'll go next. Uh, I'm going to say Tigers offseason because I'm just a Tigers simp and they can do no wrong is underrated. They did sign Kenta Maeda, which uh, is a good back-end starter for them. And like you mentioned, Frank, great hospitality, underrated for what they're doing down at Comerica. I'm with you guys. Underrated hospitality was through the roof. Hospitality. Beautiful setup. Beautiful <laughs> night. We got to stare at the Barry statue. Yeah. Went over there. Did some things that we don't talk about on air to him. Won the game because of it. Shout out Tigers underrated. I don't even know what he's talking <laughs> I about. Don't know I, don't, I seriously don't know what he's talking about. Hospitality. <laughs> All right. Number five. Your 33rd birthday. Channy. My own 33rd birthday 
was overrated. So <laughs> I had gone to Denver the whole weekend before. So I came home, was jet lagged, slept the whole day, made a steak. And uh, that's all I did on my 33rd birthday. So overrated. Mine as well. I was hanging Christmas lights uh, mm-hmm. till about 9.30 at night and went home. I think I ordered jets um, and then went to bed. So nothing exciting, overrated. Um, mine's like a little, like Sunday right before my birthday is what I considered my birthday. Um, birthday I didn't weekend. tell anyone. I didn't care. I didn't care. Let's be very clear. I don't care at all about my birthday. But, birthday the Lions, weekend guy. but the Lions beat the Rams. So to me, that was a great birthday. But then two days later, I was here with you idiots. Um, and we did a podcast. And no one wished me happy birthday on air. So very much overrated. So do you have like a birthday week or a birthday month? I have nothing. Okay. I want no one to know. Gotcha. I'd rather celebrate. Martin Luther King Day. That's why Chandler didn't get put on the day. list because yes. he never wished Frank a happy birthday. That's right. That's it. It's just this long. Well, how'd, you, how'd you become a hero? <laughs> <laughs> well, good question. <laughs> all right. Well, that's episode one thirty-eight of the Fizz. We appreciate all you guys listening. We got a big one on Sunday. We can't wait. We hope we can keep the train rolling all the way through Super Bowl. You know, if you're listening to this, tell your friends, tell your family, tell everyone, share it here, there, everywhere. Follow us on all the socials, and let's just keep this thing cruising. We appreciate you guys, and we will see you on the other side. Go Lions. We'll talk to you next week. This will not be our last game. Go Lions! Let's fucking go. See ya!